an honest man. I guess we could interpret that as he was, he was looking for a, a truer, authentic human being. And through these antics, he would, of course, get a lot of people's uh, attention. I bring this uh, example up because this particular story of Diogenes inspired uh, a writer many, many centuries later, until the 19th century, who uh, many know of as Friedrich Nietzsche. He wrote this in the 19th century, and he picks up an image like this, and in one of his stories that he writes, he speaks about the same thing. In broad daylight, a madman running around the streets with a lantern, but this time it doesn't say in his account that he is looking or searching out for, for an honest man or an authentic human being. He's looking for God because he doesn't know where he has gone. Let me read just a piece of this book that he wrote. Have you not heard of that madman who lit a lantern in the bright morning hours, ran to the marketplace, and cried incessantly, I am looking for God. I am looking for God. As many out there who did not believe in God were standing together there, he excited them considerably and saw their laughter. Have you lost him then, said one of them? Did he lose his way like a child, said another? Or is he hiding? Is he afraid of us? Has he gone on a voyage or emigrated? Thus they all shouted and laughed. The madman sprang into their midst and pierced them with his glances. Where has God gone, he cried. I shall tell you, God is dead, and we have killed him. You and I, we are his murderers. Now what Nietzsche is concerned about in relating the above story is that God is dead or had become so in the hearts of so many, in the hearts and the minds of his own contemporary modern people, killed by an indifference that was itself directly related to a pronounced cultural shift far away from traditional faith towards rationalism and science. I bring this up because our Goya retreat, the senior Goya retreat that we are having this weekend, that I was uh, able to be a part of yesterday and Friday, having come back, of course, late last night so I could be here this morning, was about this theme. And many of you, of course, I'm sure, have heard of the movie, God is, De- is Not Dead. And so we were able to watch it and discuss this profound movie about a young freshman going to university who goes into you know, philosophy 101, and the professor, who is an atheist, makes his students get a sheet of paper and actually write those words down. God is dead. And one faithful Christian is unable to do it, and so the movie unfolds from there and actually is very inspiring. But when we take this theme again of what Nietzsche was writing, maybe, indeed, God has become dead in the hearts of so many around us today. Maybe Nietzsche's observation was correct. It seems like God has been removed 
from and kicked out of every aspect of life today. He is not welcome in our schools. He's not welcome in our society at large. He is certainly not welcomed in our government. Nowhere is God welcomed anymore, by and large. Man has grown so self-sufficient, so incredibly self-confident, even hubristically arrogant, that he no longer seems to need God, or so he thinks. Science and medicine have provided, apparently, all of the answers. So-called rational thought rules, and there really now becomes no place for our God. Now, while this is a critical observation to make, to recognize what is really happening in our surroundings, because it's been developing slowly and slowly over the last several decades, I would say the more important question, really the most important question for us, is whether God is alive in our very own hearts, in our very own lives, in our very own souls. We need to examine our life and really look to see if we have allowed God to live and to move and to act within every aspect of our individual lives. Is he alive in our thoughts? Is he alive in our words? Is he alive in what we do, in our deeds? Is he alive in our relationships? We have to ask, is God alive in our families? Is he at the center and alive in our marriages? Is he allowed to live and to act in our thought processes and in our decision-making? Is he really living and dwelling in us as he should, guiding our every move? Let us remember that our God is indeed a living God, as the prophet Jeremiah says. But the Lord is the only true God, He is the living God and the everlasting King. He is the God who has life in himself and bestows that same divine life to us, his children who believe in him. He is the God who became man in Jesus Christ and who said, I am the resurrection, I am the life. He is the God whom we need and should desire, as the prophet David proclaimed, I thirst for God. I run after the living God. St. Nicholas Cabasilas, a contemporary of St. Gregory Palamas in the 14th century, gave us some very beautiful words to think about our relationship with God. He said, God is more affectionate than any friend. He is more just than any ruler, more loving than any father, more a part of us than our own limbs, more necessary to us than our own heart. To have life, to have true life, 
it is absolutely necessary for Christ to live in us. As he himself said, whoever believes in me, though he die, yet shall he live. Because faith in Christ is to have life himself dwelling in us. He said that he has come to give us life, and not only to give us life, but to give it to us in abundance. Remember the words of the angel on that early Sunday morning so long ago when he spoke to the myrrh-bearing women. He is risen. He is not here in this grave. Go and meet him as he told you. Go and meet him, the everlasting one, the immortal one who wants to dwell within you. Go and meet him, the living one, and allow him to live inside you and to live through you. Go and meet him, the God who is not dead but surely alive, and invite him to live and breathe in your life, in every aspect of your being. Go and meet the one who spoke to John in the Revelation and said to him, Do not be afraid. I am the first and I am the last. I am the living one. I am the one who was crucified and who died for you. But now look, I am alive forever and ever. And I hold the keys of death and Hades in my hands. God is surely alive, the living God who lives unto the ages of ages, who is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And to him be the power and the glory. Amen.